Got some quick announcements for you guys before we jump into the episode. What you're about to hear is episode 17, what I believe to be our best episode yet. We've tried some new things, we've got a new schedule down, and we had an agenda for this episode, and we wrapped it up in under 40 minutes, and it's our best episode yet. We're trying out some new things with audio editing, so there might be a different sound, um, especially to William's mic. Uh, Hopefully it's not too loud. Be sure to let me know if the quality is better than previous episodes. Also wanted to say the Under Caution podcast will soon be getting a new look from the one you're used to. We're going to try to get some new profile pictures on our socials and some new podcast art as well. Trying to revamp and really go all in for season two of the Under Caution podcast. Um, With that being said, uh, I just want y'all guys to go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Twitter. We're trying to grow on TikTok the most. It's the easiest to market, especially with clips of the pod and mini games we do on there. And then Twitter, we're trying to make a name for ourselves in the Twitter space as well. So go ahead and follow us at Under Caution Pod on both of those. And without further ado, episode 17, everybody. everybody what is going on and of course as always it's me and William this is episode 17 of the under caution podcast we're happy to have y'all here we're happy to kick off NASCAR this past weekend with a great race um but before we get into that we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about all the beef and the and the fun that came along with the clash uh I think we talked about it a little bit last episode but there's a new Netflix series out called NASCAR Full Speed. It's on Netflix, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have Netflix. You should go check it out. It's really cool. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Will? Well, I thought it was good for the most part. I knew it was going to cover the uh, just the playoffs, which I thought was necessary because you know it, it captured NASCAR at its most intense moment. Obviously, the goal was to to bring awareness to the sport and to get more fans on board. So, they did a good job during the season to to, to film for that. Um, what I didn't like, and it's really no one's fault. It's just you know the the way it is 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 how they didn't feature um, some drivers like I would have liked them to do a spotlight on every every driver rather than just four or five which for the ones that they did get, they were really well done. And it was very interesting. Just And, and for me and you, we, we have an idea on, you know, the personalities in the sport, at least the bigger personalities in the sport. But for the ones that don't, that are wanting to get into it, that are watching it for the first time, I mean, their favorite driver, if they're wanting to get into it after watching, it's going to be one of those five drivers they spotlighted rather than the other 11 cars that were in the playoff, um, which there were some really good drivers and really good personalities that they left out, um, which again is no one's fault. It's just, it's, I understand they can't 
you know, put the spotlight on everybody, especially with only five episodes. But, but you know, Truex is is one of the, I mean, is one of the greatest. Seven, I think he's top seventy-five drivers of all time last year. But has won a Cup championship, obviously, um, Hall of Fame career. Obviously, the Kyle Busch. I was surprised they didn't do it on him. Which again, they probably asked the, the team, and they said no. Um, so, but anyways, like that being said, again, it's it's no one's fault. It's the way that it works. Well, like you said uh, last episode, like Truex, not a good social media guy, <clears throat> you know, and he doesn't even really like. I mean, he'll talk to reporters and stuff, but he's not in the media that much. I I don't feel – I feel like if they asked him, he would have probably said no, but you are right about some other guys. They really only had – I mean, let's see. Who did they have on there? They had Byron, Blaney, Denny. Uh, they had they had Bubba and, and Reddick, but really it was, it was more Reddick than Bubba. And then they had Christopher Bell and – And who? Kyle Larson and Logano and, and Chastain. Yeah, and Chastain, Logano, and Kyle Larson. So they only had like eight drivers on there, seven drivers, yeah. eight drivers. And people got mad because – excuse me. And people got mad because uh, it was very like Denny Hamlin and 23-11 focused. But also like you got to think – and I saw this on Twitter and I sent it to you and you saw it like NASCAR or the production team asked certain drivers if they wanted to be in it. And Denny Hamlin with 2311 told them they had full access. He was like, whatever y'all want to do, like we'll do it here, like completely open. But Denny, Denny is that guy. Like Denny's in the media. He has his own podcast. Like he has his platform. He's going to be the guy to like show you the behind the scenes and let you, let you see the whole shebang like he's not gonna hide it and he's not gonna hide how he thinks either and that was pretty evident with some comments that were made and then also some other guys talking about Denny but um Brad Kozlowski came out and he was talking and he said that he wasn't mad about it but I think he wanted to be on the show he he, he said he wasn't mad but they never asked him if him or RFK wanted to be featured and I think he just felt Maybe a little disappointed. Like maybe he was like, "Oh, it would have been cool to get RFK on there." I hate they didn't ask me, but he wasn't—he wasn't pissed off about it or nothing. Yeah, I—I I, I didn't say that because I was about to bring up, you know, the—the the reason why Denny was featured so much, and is because you know, obviously, Denny is his driver for for JGR um, was a guy that could have and probably should have at least been in the top four last year. And then the two other featured or two other featured drivers, Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick, well, Denny Hamlin is their boss. Like those guys are driving his car. So that was another outlet for Denny Hamlin being able to get screen time on it too. So um there's for the ones that are, you know, bitching about how much screen time he did have you got to realize there were three different facets that that played a factor into his screen time too. So he had the he had the uh, most outlets that was allowed on the show to to feature him. Um, which again, he's a car owner, um, owns co owns twenty three eleven with Michael Jordan, um, Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, who were heavily featured on the documentary race for Denny Hamlin. 
and then obviously covered Denny Hamlin's side of it too as a driver. So so do realize that, and that's how that's why he had that much screen time, and and you know he he probably played a big part in in I won't say the production of it all, at all, but but he he probably the idea took the behind it like he probably probably pushed for it a little bit. He probably he probably took the opportunity to to the max whenever they probably asked them to you know get twenty three eleven some exposure obviously his podcast under the junior download and then obviously for himself too so that's a big reason why I think that's a good point though that you made that I didn't really think about because he is an affiliate of Dirty Mo Media which is. Dell Earnhardt's like company or the same umbrella he's on. Yeah, that's 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 what I meant. Yeah, well, but I understood what you're saying, but that makes sense because Dell because Junior was like co-producer or like junior producer in that in that series, so I could see why or how Denny would probably have a well one like you said he has a team, so he's given a, he's given a lot more access than just a normal driver would, so he's opening that door, and then two. He works with he works with Junior. I mean, his he's an affiliate with Junior's media company, so he probably knew of this first, knew the inner workings of it, saw it as an opportunity to to kind of, and maybe he saw it as an opportunity to kind of show another side of him to the NASCAR fans that that don't really like him. Maybe he was like, this is an opportunity to gain some fans or gain some you know positive reputation in the sport. I don't know. Probably probably wasn't that deep, but it could have been. Uh, but speaking of Denny Hamlin, it will segue right into the clash. Uh, he wins it, you know, little jamboree race, the clash in the Coliseum. Denny Hamlin takes it home and in a pretty dominant fashion. I mean, he won the pole, went out there, and, yeah, he dropped back a little bit, but he fought back at the end. It was between him and Ty Gibbs, and I hate that, I hate that Ty didn't win. I found myself rooting for him, but Denny wins it, and do you think it's his year this year? It's just so hard to gauge. I mean, I don't think I was listening to Denny's podcast earlier today. Obviously, the cynical JGR fan in me wants to wants to push for that motive as 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 much as possible, and just you know, be be an asshole, you know, as well as too. But but uh, I was listening to Denny's podcast. You know, all it really does for the driver, at least. Is just give the team some, um, I guess, morale, momentum going into the regular season because a track like the Clash in the Coliseum where it's not even 0.2 miles, I mean, that doesn't that, – that, that's not going to reflect how you do at a super speedway or an intermediate track or even a short track for that matter. So, um, I mean, I, do I think it's his year? I mean, yes, I think any year is liable to be Denny's year. He's been all around that championship for 17 years now. He just hasn't won the championship. So I would definitely say he's a favorite, as he is every year. Um, but I don't think the, the Clash win, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I don't think the Clash win does anything in terms of his success throughout the course of the 2020 season. I'm going strictly off of vibes, and I don't know what it is, but the stars are aligning, and he seems to be popping up everywhere. I mean, he's in, he's in the documentary a lot. 
He's got a podcast. People are talking about him. He comes out right after the debut of the documentary, wins the clash. I mean, I think it's setting up for this year to be like the, the year of Denny Hamlin. Like this is going to be a dominant year. Talking, it's in the script. Yeah, it, it's in the script. Like ten plus wins in a championship kind of year for Denny. That that that's all vibes alone. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think Chastain. He's he's I, for whatever reason. I think Chastain. He's he's got. The Bush sponsorship now, there's a lot more money fluctuating in the track house. Obviously, whether you like him or not, um, I have mixed opinions on him. It really just depends on which which day you catch me. But but I think he he could definitely, I could definitely see Chastain winning it this year too. Um, but you, you're always going to have the, you know, two if not three Hendrick cars that are going to pop up as being an early favorite early in the year. Then you're going to have two to three Joe Gibbs cars going to pop up. Kyle Busch is always going to be in the mix. Um, Let's see what RFK does too heading into the year. They had a great season last year, got both uh, cars into the, uh, into the playoffs. Obviously Busher at the end was getting momentum at the regular season. Um, people were were thinking he was going to make a run at the at the championship. It just didn't end up working out. But um, RFK to come as far as they've came from two years ago, I think it speaks measures on the direction that that team's going. I think both cars could could easily find a way in. And then you're going to similar to Hendrick too and JGR, the Penske cars as well. You're going to have Logano and Blaney always in the mix as well. So. I guess I say that all to say that it, you know, we we don't have a favorite yet. You know, it's it's just we just got to let it play out. But but if we're talking off vibes strictly, I'm with you. I think Denny Hamlin, it's just the pride that I have in the eleven car. Now, obviously, we're Truex fans, but but we're Toyota fans all together too. So so just the pride I have in Denny Hamlin, not. I think it's in the script this year. Like, like I want to say that, that that 11 gets it done. I think he will. And I think even if he doesn't, or even if we're not talking about playoffs, I think he, I think he locks himself in pretty early and then we can revisit that, you know, halfway through the year. But you talk about Chastain having a new sponsor with Bush and, uh, with, and Kevin Harvick's in the booth now. I think he did a great job of, but we're getting some new faces, not only new sponsors, we're getting new faces in the sport. So um, John Hunter Nemechek driving for Legacy Motorsports. You got uh, Josh Williams going to Colleg. That's the guy that parked his car in the Xfinity Series last year and walked off the race. I'm kind of surprised he got a cup ride after that. Noah Gregson's back with um, Stuart Haas in the 10 car. Um, Carson Hosevar is is on board with Spire, and that's and I talked about this on TikTok. That's a team I'm super high on, and I'm not high on them for this season. But I think looking forward, if you could buy stock in a team, I would buy stock in Spire. And I'm not even talking about making money. I'm talking about it like that team. I feel like they're going to take off here in about three to four years. I think they're really headed in the right direction. Them and RFK. RFK is yeah. a little more ahead of them though the goals for spire i think this year it's kind of shifted to 
from being just being competitive in races to possibly winning a race this year. And I think and I think Corey LaJoy could. I think Carson Hosevar could in the right circumstances. It's gonna have to be at the right track though. Um some other guys. I think that's all of them. I know some people have moved around. We talked about it when we went live. Um Justin Haley has moved to Rick Ware Racing, I think. That's a that's a weird move, but more power to him. Uh some big oh uh well I guess we'll just go to this. I mean, all in all, like I watched the clash. I thought well, we watched it together. Uh the first half of the clash was really clean, like barely any cautions. The second half kind of got a little squirrely, but I thought that this year I would say the clash was a success. I thought it was a good race in my eyes this year. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. Um I think, you know, obviously, between me and you, I think I was a little pissed off on on how everything went to where they moved it on Saturday. In the moment, I was just really excited to watch the heat races, and um, that that leads into the probably the biggest shock of it all with Christopher Bell, who's been a playoff four, or, or round of four driver for the past two years, not even making the cut for the for the clash, I think. That really screwed him over. I mean, Ryan Blaney, he didn't even he didn't even um, qualify his way into the class. He just got that last spot for a provisional. Um, he was able to end up with a good finish and taking the bronze. But but uh, yeah, I was really shocked to see see Bell not in it. Um, once again, it's the clash, so I don't necessarily think any bad juju comes from not making the clash, but it is a disappointment considering that you're paying just as much money as you would any other track, making the trip out to LA and, and bringing the car, you know, necessary to try and win a, win a race nonetheless. Um, but in terms of just pure, I guess, interest that I had in the race itself, I was happy with it. I was entertained. Um, I'm kind of with you where I kind of, I'm glad that Denny Hamlin won, don't get me wrong, but um, Ty Gibbs was just on the cutting edge. It felt like all race, and, and I was really invested in in him winning and watching him win a race. Um, ended up apparently pissing off the 22, which we'll get into here in just a minute. Um, but I say that all to say, obviously, I was pissed off at the beginning, like on Saturday afternoon before the race. Um, since I've had time to sit down and think about it, I'm glad that NASCAR got it right. Usually, I mean, if it was last year, they would have not moved it up a day. They would have just let it go into the week, and we would have raced either tonight, Wednesday night, or probably never even had a race at all. Um, so, so props to NASCAR and Fox Sports for for being able to do what they did and at least give us a race to watch and and a very entertaining one for that matter too. I'm just kind of aggravated on how the qualifying shaped out, but yeah. I mean, can't can't always get everything you want at least. So, but but they got the big thing. Well, I mean, missing the clash isn't the end of the world, and I think the twenty team knows that. I mean, obviously, you're spending a lot of money and a lot of time bringing the car out there and everything, and it probably did you know rub them the wrong way as it should. I mean, you're a competitor; you want to win. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's the clash or the, the championship; you want a trophy. Uh, but 
I mean, all in all, I don't really think it, it it's any it's indicative of a bad year or anything. I mean, hell, Ryan Blaney wouldn't have even got in if he didn't get that last point on or that last uh, place on driver's points. So it is what it is. But a lot of people are saying this is going to be the last year they have it at the Coliseum, and I don't know. I mean, as much as it gets shit on, and uh, I mean, I I don't think the racing's great there, but I think it's something different. I mean, it's it's does this doesn't have to be an awesome race. I mean, this is a this is the the jamboree race. This is to have fun. Let go out there, show the fans something. You get a trophy. The purse isn't as big at this race, so it's not that serious. I don't. I I wouldn't mind if we went back to the clash, but also I wouldn't mind if. Or not, I'm sorry. I wouldn't mind if we went back to the Coliseum, but I also wouldn't mind if we explored other options, maybe took it back to Daytona or, or whatever. I mean, anything's fine with me. I thought it was fine this year. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know what would be real cool is if, see, it wouldn't work out right because the way that they do it is they do the clash, have the week off because of the Super Bowl. Then they go to Daytona the week after. You don't want to compete with the Super Bowl. Um, but they should go back to um, how they did in the early 2000s leading up to the Daytona 500 where they would do like Speed Week or, or something that they called it. They did, you know, lots of cool gags during the week, which will get the, the I guess you would call them heat races Thursday and Friday night at Daytona um, here in a couple weeks. But uh, um, maybe they should just, do the class the Monday before the Daytona 500 and do the road course or something. Or you can dig out a figure eight, let them go into figure eight, and we'll see a lot of crashes that way. Yeah, or we could clear out the infield and let the Super Bowl be played at the same time we're racing around the track for the clash. It's kind of like a you get a two-for-one type deal. Like go to Bristol, let them play in the middle as we run on the outside. I think that, that would probably be the best case. As long as we see a lot of crashes, I mean, I don't want to see something where no one crashes. I want to see, I want teams to have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in the in the shop the next week after the clash. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the fans not to be able to see that. But it was fair to the fans this week because we saw we didn't really see that many crashes. There's usually more, but there was some. There's some good storylines brewing up. The Gibbs Logano storylines back. Um. Of course, uh, we got Crash Stain getting a little mad at the end at Tyler Reddick, and then some like kind of overlooked beef. But Stenhouse, Stenhouse and McDowell got into it, and that was shown on camera. But apparently, Stenhouse and John Hunter Nemechek really got into it, and Stenhouse has some things to say to him at the little non-competition uh, caution or whatever where they had to park their cars. He got out and went over to. John Hunter Nemechek pulled his window net down and put his finger in his face. Just a sucky-ass driver. You give him one day to 500, he thinks he's Dale Sr. Let me tell you something. You're not Dale Sr. You're not him. You're not him. No, I didn't say that. I need to watch the video from the Nemechek and the I don't know if there's a video, but there I saw some pictures. I'll have to send them to you. But I think the main thing people are going to want to hear us talk about is the Gibbs and Logano beef. And, you know, I'm going to say it honest. The Gibbs and Logano beef, Logano's being a whiny bitch about this. Okay, look, it's the clash, dude. You didn't give the guy any room to make a mistake. You laid it on him. And not only 
did he he ran you up the track a little bit. But the 12, your own teammate, also ran you up the track even more, and you're not getting pissed at Ryan Blaney. You're going to go after the young kid that you think you can bully around. Props to, props to Gibbs, too. He wasn't taking no shit either. No, he wasn't. He big boy, damn. Logano tried to get in his face and tried to tried to uh, wise him up a little bit, but Gibbs wasn't taking any of it. And he told people, him, and he people, told him the, um, sorry, but he told no, him, okay. he's like, I've been watching you my whole life. It's the same thing you do. And then he's like, well, I'm going to remember that as he's walking off. And Gibbs just laughs. He's like, okay. And people don't like Ty Gibbs because they think he's just some spoiled grandson that got a cup ride, you know, for no reason. But newsflash, guys, I mean, rookie of the year, Xfinity Series champion, barely missed in the playoffs his first year. He's not some guy that doesn't deserve a cup ride. Sure, did he get put in a cup ride a little early because he's Joe Gibbs' grandson and that's kind of the way the cards fell? Yes. Does he Does he belong in the cup series? Yes, I believe he does. I'm sorry he got there. It, no matter what, if he was Joe Gibbs' grandson or not, he would be in the Cup Series this year. He's that good. And I don't think Logano knows who he's f***ing with, to be honest. I think Gibbs – I think Logano thinks he can bully Gibbs, but I think Gibbs isn't going to take that shit, and Gibbs might put the bumper to his ass one day, and I hope he does. Logano better stiffen up, too, or he'll do him, put him on a T-shirt just like he did Sam Mayer. Exactly. He should have. He should have gave him the one-two McGregor right there in the back of the hauler. If I were him, he should have just beat the shit out of him is what he should have done. If I was him, I would have punched that little t- <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised with, well, I wasn't surprised, actually. I mean, it's two not well-liked drivers in the Cup Series. Um, but I was, um, there were the arguments on, on social media were pretty even when it came to that feud. Um, but, but you, you nailed it right on the head. I think, I mean, Logano didn't give him any room, not to mention that this is the race for the win. And he did, obviously he's not going to give him enough room, ran him up the racetrack. It didn't really look like it even affected him that much. And then exactly Blaney runs him up even more, and you're not going to get pissed at him. And also, um, like... And the only reason why he got on to Gibbs is because he thought he could. He thought he could get away with it, make himself feel a little bit better for being yeah, a damn better. That's well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Logano. You're fucking with the wrong guy. You're <laughs> fucking with the wrong driver. And, you know, you get what's coming to you. You know, um... You can you can wreck Todd Gibbs, but I got to tell you, you know, Denny said tried to said he talked to Gibbs and everything, but he didn't think like Gibbs was going to back down from anything. So um, the twenty two keeps that shit up with him for for two too much longer. Gibbs will make sure you don't have a spot in the playoffs. You're not going to win a championship, and that'll be even more uh, embarrassing to let a. 21-year-old kid keep you out of the playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Excuse. Sorry for cussing. <laughs> Sorry but, uh, for cussing, guys. This is a family-friendly podcast. I mean, la- la- just last thing I'll say about it. Like you said, they were racing for the win, but also this kid's racing for his first win. I understand. Pinch him if you want, but just know he's racing for his first win. 
If say if he's Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch, they got all these wins. You know what? Maybe they maybe they they'll kind of stay down there. They won't run you up the track. You know, they've got X amount of wins under their belt. They don't really care for this one that bad. They're not going to burn a bridge over this one win with Joey Logano. Ty Gibbs, it's his first win. He's trying to come out this season on. He's trying to prove the haters wrong, and you're going to pinch him in the corner at the clash. Get out of here, dude. Get real. Get real, Joey Logano. <sighs> excited. I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, you know, those feuds, it's it's good for the sport, too. They just need to let them, let them wreck each other, let them fight. Um, it, it's good for the sport. You know, Rick Kendrick came out, and we thought, I guess, it, it conserved Chastain a little bit last year, but going back to the documentary, it seems like he wasn't too well, worried about what Hendrick had to say about him, but it sure did look like it throughout the rest of the year. But uh, That's what I was going to say. Act, his actions looked like it, but his words didn't. You know, we, we, we sat here and talked, you know, a bunch of mess about how Chastain was, you know, wrecking people and it was annoying, but at the same time, it was fun to watch. Um, it was fun to watch. Even if he was doing it to, to, to our own drivers, it was entertaining because it's just the rivalry, the storyline. It was also you never knew when it was going to happen. Like when you saw the one get behind your favorite driver, you kind of clenched up a little bit. You were like, oh, oh, what's about to happen here? And then it kind of it tapered off. But it was fun, and I, I hope he brings it back. But we'll see, we'll see more of these little outbursts throughout the year, especially these storylines that we've – started in the clash um in a week at daytona and so i guess we can go into our daytona preview probably i mean last year or really the past two years this has been the biggest race that i've always looked forward to um we've had two great races in a row these past couple of years um really looking forward to it um you know I've said this before about these draft tracks is you can just pull a name out of a hat. I know I've already locked in Corey LaJoy and I'm sticking with that, but, uh, you know, it can be anyone it's, you're not going to have, you know, 15 cars that is like, you can pick out 15 cars and that's going to be the only cars that are able to win the race. Like you would at like Martinsville or Bristol or, Phoenix or, you know, wherever it might be other than, than Talladega or Daytona or Atlanta now really too. Um, so looking forward to it, looking to a whole bunch of competitiveness and uh, hopefully our cars stay out of the Hornets. Speaking of that, as a Denny Hamlin quote, um, this name keeps coming back to me and I, I've been sitting here thinking, who am I going to, Pick for Daytona. I thought I thought about McDowell. I thought about Stenhouse. The guys you think of when you think of these super speedways that get lucky every now and then. Thought about Chastain as well. I could see the one in Victory Lane, but I'm locking it in. Like I said, ten plus win season, championship season. He started off with the Clash. I think he's really going to start it off at Daytona. I think Denny Hamlin's going to win Daytona. That would be pretty cool. That would be really awesome. I would. I mean, 54, 19, 20, 11, hell, 45 or 23. Let's do it. 
as long as they're in a Toyota, right? Or the 42 or the whatever number Eric Jones is. Or the, oh, what's what's uh the 80? Is, is Jimmy Johnson running this one? He is running uh, Maybe. If he 84. does, he's 84. Yeah. That'd be, well, I don't know. I'd want to see a full-time driver win it. I wouldn't mind if he won it, but, like, I wouldn't be. I know I was uh, – that is, like, one of the goats, but, like, I wouldn't really care. <laughs> Just be another day. Uh, any quick quick thoughts about Daytona? Any, any extra words of wisdom you want to throw in there? Not really. Just be there at the end. That's the name of the game. That is the name of the game. It's, it's a sprint. Be there at the end. All right, we'll kick it to final thoughts. Uh, you go first. I, I got to think of something. Well, I'm a man of few words when it comes to these final thoughts. Um, I am just super excited about Daytona. I guess we'd be off. Do, I, do you want to take an off week next week, or we can talk no, about we'll the? Go, um... Yeah, we'll do we'll do this since I mean we didn't talk much about Daytona, but there's really not much to to talk about. I mean it's the big one, so we'll put this as our post clash pre Daytona, and then once Daytona hits, we'll do the Daytona recap. Okay, so we'll see y'all in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't think we had a huge huge following, being that it was so last minute. Uh, but thanks for the those that um that tuned in to the little live stream the other night. Um, that was fun. Uh, we should definitely do that again um, further down the line. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, looking forward to a good season. Um, that's pretty much my final thought. My final thought is uh, I thought we had a great start of the season. I actually liked the clash, thought it was a good race. It was fun. We got to live stream a little bit of it and kind of talk to some viewers. I uh, just want to thank – I know our TikTok isn't growing very fast, but it is growing. And I just want to thank all our supporters that watch our TikTok videos because there's a lot of different stuff on there. There's some memes, there's some, you know, actual content, and then there'll be some clips of this pod that go up probably uh, throughout the week. Uh, But my last thing I want to say is I commented on a post that Denny Hamlin made. And I said, Denny, let's do an under caution, actions detrimental crossover episode. And we got some haters on on here. Thomas underscore Joseph four four eight nine said at under caution pod. Yeah, no, you guys suck worse than Denny. Both shows, both shows combined would destroy podcasting forever. And to that, all I gotta say is Thomas underscore Joseph. We're gonna have Denny on here eventually, and I hope you listen. If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Like we said from the very beginning, guys, this isn't a show for the for the uh, typical race fan. We're going to call shit how we see it, and the way we see it's always right, just like Denny Hamlin. And uh, if you don't like it, then, you know, you're, you don't have to listen to us. You know, go listen to someone else that's going to make you feel better about yourself and about your driver, but we're going to call it how we see it. And the way we see it right now is Denny Hamlin is the one to beat, and he will continue to be the one to beat up until the playoff four. And um, go f*** yourself. Sorry for cussing. 
That, with that being said, with that being said, too, part two of my final thought. Sorry for cussing. But uh, I'm getting out ahead. Sorry. But um, if you don't like us, give us a voicemail because we'll play it. We'll play it. I, I love voicemail. Oh, Whether yeah. Voicemail number 502-627-0022. Call in. Let us know what you think. Hate us. Love us in the middle. I don't care. And as long as it's not about Kyle Bush. Hey, yeah. serious, serious, serious and lighthearted inquiries only. We're we're suspending the Kyle Bush voicemails last <laughs> Out of the F Kyle Bush. Last season, we got way too many Kyle Bush voicemails. So this season, we're limited them. We're not going to have too many. But, guys, that was me. That was William. That was the post-clash, episode 17. I hope you guys stick with us. We're loving doing this, and we hope you love listening as much as we love doing it.